0: Hey guys, so we're going to start with something a little bit different this time. Uh, We have new people on the podcast. We have a guest. We have a real guest. That's not just like somebody that we brought in. It's not (laughs) my dad. (laughs) Yeah, so we have um, Chad and Kevin here from uh, Cinema Sugar, And instead of doing like a cold open, we're just going to, you know, introduce them. Um, So yeah, tell us about yourselves.
1: Chad, take it away. Sure, yeah, I'm Chad Camello, managing editor and co-founder of Cinema Sugar.
2: Uh yeah, Kevin Perkle. Uh what what do we call me? Creative director, f- co-founder, whatever. Editorial director and <laughs> yeah. co-founder, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ed- editorial director. <laughs> um ha- happy to to be on here, guys. We started the the website like a I don't know, a year and some change ago. Um, just mainly to have an outlet to engage with this nerdy stuff that we love. You know, as much as, as as I love movies, my wife will only tolerate so much of me talking about the latest movie trailer. So I just knew I needed <laughs> I needed to build some sort of community around it to in order to properly um uh, I don't know just like talk about this stuff and Chad was kind of in the same boat and it's been fun to see as we started this like kind of how our community is built and, and you guys are, are one of the people uh, that we've kind of come across in 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 our efforts and it's been uh, it's, it's been a blast um, to see your content content to see everyone else's content who who share our love for movies um, so yeah really
0: happy to be on here.
3: Awesome. Yeah well
2: there,
0: there's no you first
4: what I really appreciate is the fact that you really like to talk about the positives mm. of movie watching and loving, and I think that's something that we like to do as yeah. well. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Generally, we're, uh, we're <laughs> for the most we're, part, we're, at least publicly, we're like minded and we're we're drawn to other people <laughs> who are the same way. You know, criticism has its place, but I think it's like just the internet can be so mean, and people get a lot of positive yeah. response to meanness, and we don't feel that that's the right tone to bring. To to this thing that we love so much, it's not something that we like participating in, so we don't want to put that out into the world. You know, movies. You know, they have a intellectual capacity for a lot of people, but for the average person, like they live deep in the hearts of like of of everyone that you that you run into and that you could talk to on the street. Um, and so we're really yeah. trying to tap into that. You know, um, the the most esteemed f- films in the world. You know. Um, are beloved but also you know what about a league of their own and what about you know like hook in and back to the future all these yes. movies that don't occupy that same sort of you know criterion Janus space but still um, are, are mm-hmm. beloved by people um, we just really wanted a place um, for for everyone
1: yeah i'd say too yeah, I the, love that. Uh, just the contributors that we've been working with along the way um who have who've kind of latched on to the vision and and either written essays or listicles or other fun things it's just been fun to see what other people have also been really drawn to and see what's what lives in their heart in terms of the movies that they've grown up with or have come to appreciate and giving them the opportunity to write about that um has been really cool and just to see what yeah, see what people love and and um it, it kind of experienced the love of movies through other people that's also been a really a big highlight for me yeah
4: yeah and it's a great way to see things that you may not have grown up with that you can discover later
2: it totally is yeah
4: Welcome, Babysitter's Club, to our first episode of 2024, and a very special episode as well. Um, I'm Aaron. I'm Tom. And this is Baby's First Watchlist, the podcast where we watch a film each week and determine whether we want to show it to our son. Spoiler, the answer is <laughs> always yes. <laughs> we always do.
0: Well, um, we, we pick the movies, so... <laughs>
4: yeah that is true <laughs> um so today we are talking all about the 2008 pixar science fiction film wally and so before we jump in i want to uh have a little bit more from kevin and chad i want to know what is the thing that got you into movies
3: jeez mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big
4: question. I can tell you mine.
3: Sure.
4: Um, in 2007, AFI released their like updated list of 100 best sure. movies. And I was like a nerdy freshman in high school. Yes. And I'm like, I'll watch Mr. Smith Goes <laughs> to Washington. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to watch all of these. And I did not. But I watched a bunch of them. And that got me kind of into movies a little
2: bit more. That's so cool. I finished that list during the pandemic. It was a great time to, uh, to really? something. Yeah. Man, cool. for me, it's hard to pinpoint like the moment that movie movies have just had such a have been such a constant presence in my life. Like uh, as far back as I can remember, but really the, the like, kind of like mind blowing experience was Jurassic park. Um, Never again will I be a kid in the theater witnessing dinosaurs come to life before my very eyes. It was just um, (laughs) an unbelievable experience and one that you really never forget.
4: I love
1: that. Yeah, for me, I I grew up in a house that was was always watching movies. And my dad especially was um, really big into classics. So um, that was just kind of part of my... Uh, film education, whether I knew it or not. I think for me, like a formative moment was seeing Toy Story. Um, to relate back to Pixar, so that was about ninety-five, seeing that in the theater, and then, you know, having it on VHS and just having it completely memori- memorized from there. I could recite the whole thing at a certain point in my life, and you know, and that I think that was true for a lot of uh, people of a certain age. Um, being an influential movie but so that was an early one um, but then so then from there you know, I think in middle school discovering back to the future that's a sort of Keystone movie for me um, and then again exploring more of the classics um, of old Hollywood and and noirs and um, just really going from there and becoming a real hardcore cinephile starting kind of in that um, middle school high school range making um, little short films with my friend and then just seeing all that I could either in the movies or, or renting them. So, um, yeah, it's just basically as long as I can remember. I've, I've been into movies to some degree.
4: Nice. Tom, awesome. you were super into movies too, watching Big Mama's House yeah. too in the movie theater.
0: <laughs> First movie I saw there with my friend <laughs> without my parents. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, yeah. Um, well, for me, I mean, it was my dad it's a rite of passage in my family to watch the godfather like immediately (laughs) as soon as you can like say words um so uh i've seen that a million times my dad's like my dad gets hyper like obsessive with all those dad movies like Goodfellas, like all all those mob movies the whole thing so like i kind of came up on that and then really in college i started going through like the denzel stuff um some like russell crowe stuff um Oh, Gladiator was another one that my dad watched about 45,000 <laughs> times. Um, so yeah, no. And then really, honestly, it was only the last like f- five to like eight. Really. I started watching, um, all the best picture nominees. Cool. Every year. And that would sort of help me branch out. I think I started with the year that had like Boyhood and Birdman. It's 2014. Um, I think 2014. Yeah. Um, and really I picked it up from there. Uh, so I like had a ground. I had the groundwork, but I really started to to watch a lot more the last like ten years or That's so. That's so cool.
4: Typical <laughs> Jersey <laughs> Italian, though. Oh, Godfather, yeah. Goodfellas. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yes, yes, totally <laughs> love it.
4: So, a little bit more about Wally. It was directed by Pixar mainstay Andrew Stanton. Stanton, he also directed Finding Nemo and its sequel, Finding Dory. Finding Nemo, my sister had to watch in the movie theater while sitting in the aisle. Very popular movie (laughs) in Burlington County. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, He also co wrote and co directed A Bug's Life, and he co wrote all of the Toy Story movies. Um, He also voiced the surfer turtle crush in the Nemo movies. And he replaced Kevin Spacey as the voice of the villain Hopper in the Disney show It's Tough to Be a Bug, which has given many people terrifying wow. nightmares of their trip.
2: I've <laughs> yeah. never heard of this. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that existed.
4: Crazy, right? <laughs>
2: Maybe don't add that to your You've favorite nev- watch list. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, so Stanton co-wrote *Wally* with Jim Reardon, best known for his work on The Simpsons. And the story was also by Pete Docter, who is the chief creative officer over at Pixar. It was put together by many Pixar greats. And the music was by Thomas Newman, Mm -hmm. uh, who has 15 Oscar nominations. And the Newman family has racked up a lot um, over the music categories. Tom, do you want to guess how many his cousin Randy has?
0: In the 20s.
4: It's 22, yeah. Yeah.
0: At <laughs> <And laughs> the very, least that, the very <laughs> least that man deserves. the very least that man deserves. Yes. Absolutely.
4: Yes. And I think the Newman family, yeah, they have 92 Academy Award nominations among all of them, which is yeah. wild.
0: How many Bradley Cooper's going to have before he wins one?
4: <laughs> Brad- Bradley Cooper? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> He's got, what, nine so far? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
4: <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. So Upon its release in June two thousand and eight, Wally was a big success. It made five hundred and thirty two point five million dollars on a mere tiny one hundred and eighty million dollar budget. Um, but it did come in second at the box office to a movie that was on TV yesterday.
0: Hancock. Yeah, really. Wow.
4: <laughs> yeah. Hancock beat it. Um,
0: <laughs> I was at Hancock. I didn't see Wally in theaters, but I saw Hancock at theaters. There you
4: go. <laughs> um, it was a critical success as well. It won the Oscar for Best Animated Feature. It was nominated for Original Screenplay, Original Score, Original Song,
3: which you specifically yeah. said you
4: did not like. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> um, sound editing and sound mixing before they were combined. Um, there was a push for a best picture nom and disappointment when that was not successful, but the next two Pixar movies up and toy story three were nominated for best picture. They are two out of the three animated films that have been nominated. The third was, it was beforehand. Anybody know, uh,
2: toy beauty story. and the Beast. Oh, beauty it, and the it was, beast. was Disney, not Pixar. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
4: 1991's beauty and the beast. um, Time Magazine ranked Wally as the best movie of the decade in 2010. Uh, Sight and Sound's 2012 poll has Wally as the second best animated film of all time, yes. behind a movie that you just watched with our son.
1: That Spirited Away. Um,
4: You're very close. Uh, Princess Mononoke.
1: My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, okay.
4: It's my neighbor. Yes, which I keep calling my cousin Totoro, <laughs> which is like. <laughs> so bad like i'm like
2: my na- my neighbor I, i've Daniel? been watching
3: like, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly
4: just <laughs> watching a lot of severance lately i don't know um yeah. <laughs> but it's also preserved by the library of congress for being culturally significant of course um i do have a new jersey connection because my theory is that the state of new jersey is the reason why we have all great things oh.
0: yes <laughs> All we, great things. We, we somehow covered Roman Holiday and found a New Jersey connection. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this one is a major stretch.
0: T- Tampopo also had one.
4: <laughs> we made it work with Tampopo. We really did. Yeah, we, we went all the way through Brittany Murphy to get there, oh, but man. we got there.
0: Love that. Yeah.
4: So, so for Wally, you gotta you gotta wait it out because it's there. <laughs> Wally loves watching the movie adaptation of Hello Dolly. Okay. Who was the cinematographer for Hello Dolly? (laughs) Newark's own Harry Stradling, duh. (laughs) So obviously, without major character and like you got to do the major character analysis of Wally, you're not getting it without the great state of New Jersey.
2: Incredible! There you go.
4: There you have it. (laughs) So that's what I have for Wally. Tom, you want to give us like the tiniest little synopsis ever?
0: Yeah, like I said, I don't have any notes because I'm using this to record. So uh, I'm just going to run through it really quick. Uh, Wally's like a cleaning robot type guy, and like the earth, there's been an apocalypse. There's some sort of like post apocalyptic scenario, and he's cleaning up, he's doing his duty. When all of a sudden, one day, um, there's a new sleeker robot that comes down named Eve, and Wally's head over heels immediately. Uh, and so he sort of um, she ends up being taken onto a large ship called uh, the Axiom. And he follows her there to sort of get her back and everything. And uh, on the Axiom are people who had basically like I think it was 700 years prior. That's like the humans that are left. Um, and they are um, lazy and in chairs like with all the um, Basically, it's almost like. Like, almost, I don't know, they're, they're in, like, computer chairs, essentially, and uh, they sort of come, almost like come of age, uh, they sort of realize all the things that are, that are going wrong. They can't go back to Earth and all that, so um, Wally and Eve got to make their way out, uh, make their way back to Earth, and, of course, eventually, they do make it back. Um, with
4: a plant. With
0: a plant to sort of restart um, organic life on Earth.
4: Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Easy enough. So. Yeah,
0: I, I skipped the whole um, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey robot villain, but. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, let's, let's talk about a couple of things. If we're starting with Pixar here, we have talked in the past about our favorite Pixar movies. This is up there. We do love this one. Coco has got to be up there for both of us. Of course, we love Toy Story. I'm interested in what your favorite, maybe top two or three, Pixar movies are?
1: I did look at my list, Kevin. I, I'm sure you have a list on Letterboxd Two of this, but I was looking at mine. Although I do want to say I listened to your Ratatouille episode, and you were when you were talking about this. Mm-hmm. Wally did not make your top fives, so I want to ask about that. Oh my
4: gosh! Wait, that's
1: right. Don't that don't call right. us out
3: on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, hey,
1: everyone's got I their own taste, but I just I just coming into this conversation, I'm gonna be curious after a recent rewatch if that has changed for you um i hate when people do their research yeah mine you know i it's i i kind of wrestled with mine i mean wally's my number one i'll just say for for pixar Mm. um followed by i so i did i did a top five just because that's an easier way for me to look at it um so wally number one incredibles number two ratatouille number three toy story toy story one number four and then finding nemo at number five um the toy stories i was really wrestling with because i you know i love i love all of them the top the first three uh especially but so it's almost interchangeable for me those um in that slot but um but yeah i'd say ratatouille just uh has really climbed in my estimation over the last like year or two just because my four-year-old loves it and watched it a lot oh yeah Uh... We, we have an audio version that's basically like a kids novelization version so i've been really steeped in it a lot and have just really come to appreciate that but anyway that's a separate conversation um so that's my stuff i'm taking notes <laughs> on that
4: that's yeah, awesome
1: yeah
0: absolutely uh we're in the we're in the grinch a little bit of frozen era there right you go. now so hopefully hopefully we'll bring it over to ratatouille soon
2: yeah <laughs> solid picks chad I, I think for me wally uh number one as well um two okay. has got to be coco it's just an unbelievable uh, movie experience. I, I told Chad that and, and uh, Top Gun Maverick are the only two movies in, in my 30s that I've gone to the theater twice to see. Um, wow. Um, and then uh, Soul. It was one of those sneaky ones that kind of mm. snuck under the radar during COVID. It was one of those Disney Plus only releases. Um, so it mm-hmm. didn't get as much, you know, coverage or excitement as, as a theatrical release. But Man, that one really just packs a punch—an emotional punch—at the end. So, and the world building is is incredible. So, yeah, I'd say those are my top three.
4: The music in Soul is so good totally. too. it's uh John mm-hmm. Batiste and Trent right? Reznor. Yeah, so yeah. and oh I yeah,
2: mean. they they right. split yeah, worlds. Awesome. John Batiste does like the earth, uh, like jazz type stuff, and then Trent Reznor does the really kind of ethereal. Uh, you know what are they called? After or the the great beyond type music? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, totally. I have to say, though, like, I grew up, I'm a little baby. I'm not like old at all. So I grew (laughs) up with cars a little bit. And I hated cars growing up. And now I kind of love (laughs) it. I feel like I am meant to be a boy mom. I'm just like Larry the Cable Guy. You're so funny. <laughs> yeah,
0: Paul Newman. <laughs> you
4: just can't beat it. You can. Oh, I love Paul Newman. But you, you just—it's just fun. It's
1: one of those that because it, it, yeah. it kind of dipped in terms of critical acclaim after that initial run of, of Pixar. That yeah. it kind of gained the reputation that it's bad, but it's not bad. It's still no. good, Pixar. It's not bad. The the this I I haven't seen the third one. The second one I don't find good at all. Um, but the first Cars solid, really good. Yeah, it's still it's still. Um, I don't know where I have it ranked, but yeah, that's totally defensible. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no,
0: we haven't seen. Have you seen Cars two?
4: No, but isn't it like Mater becomes like James yeah, Bond? Yeah, they go to
1: Europe, and it's I don't know and oh. he becomes mainly I mean, becomes kind of the focus of it which is just it, it, that has to be your cup of tea or for you to enjoy it so yeah yeah
4: totally
0: yeah no one I mean liar the cable guy is good in small doses i don't know about a whole movie <laughs> yeah it's probably
2: probably true good good rule in in the movie business um no one has mentioned inside out is that rank high for for anyone oh yeah
4: I do like Inside Out. I'm a a teacher. I'm an eighth grade teacher. So I deal with a lot of (laughs) 13-year-olds. So it really resonates with me a lot Inside Out. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) That one I just haven't seen in a long time. Like I've seen so many of these five, six, upwards of seven, you know, whatever. So like Inside Out, I feel like I would have to see another one or two times for it to really settle with me. But I guess even, I mean, I've had time. Like I've seen Coco like three or four times. So. Uh, I don't know. I have to I'll have to go back and rewatch Inside Out, but I liked my, it the first time. Uh, my sure.
2: relationship it... to Inside Out has kind of changed actually. Like I loved it when it first came out, but being in the thick of like constant conversations with with my wife about understanding the psychology of our child, it's like it's mm, like so yeah. complex and I feel I feel almost a little uncomfortable with the idea of summing up like the complexities of a child just through by way of like cute cartoon characters. Um, right. I don't know. It, maybe it's just because I'm so like like in that conversation in this particular season of life. But when I watch it, I'm like, if only it was that cute and that easy, you know, like to <laughs> yeah, totally to explain. I know. <laughs>
4: I mean, I do love Richard Kind, so though. Good. So, so Bing good, Bong yeah. is. When the best. I mean,
2: all that <laughs> totally. said, when my daughter watches it, she has a blast just for the Bing Bong of it all, and like the, you know, and the song. Oh yeah, pour
1: oh, yeah. one out for Bing Bong. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: for real. Yes, <laughs> I, I for real.
4: I was like, that was like really upsetting. That movie. <laughs> I know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's really totally sad. is. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right, so Pixar movies done. We love them. Wonderful. I do want to know too. Environmental movies. Mm-hmm. Movies that have a focus on either climate change or the environment in general. I did some research on it, and there's like a ton of animated movies that have that Firm focus. Ferngully, what's up? I wonder if it. <laughs> Ferngully, <Firm> exactly. <laughs> yes, and the ripoff Avatar. Right.
2: Yep, exactly. <laughs> Don't get exactly going. Right. Don't get Kevin going on Avatar. <laughs> yeah, yeah not a fan if we want to turn this yep. into an anti-avatar pod i'm in just let me know when yeah.
4: well listen avatar 2 is the only best picture nominee we have not seen in the
2: past like 10 years yeah, you are, you are correct
1: and and that you yeah. you philistines you do yeah. not, you <laughs> not appreciate cinema okay
2: stay stay the, stay the course stay the course don't listen to Chad.
4: ebert gave it a four out of four so we'll give him something for that so it's all good yeah. um so I'm wondering if there's any movies with an environmental focus that you either really enjoyed or found impactful. I know me personally, I love Aaron Brockovich, mm. which is not mm-hmm. animated, um, but I think is a really great early 2000s yeah. uh, movie. And it has a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills connection.
2: <laughs> well, it's what I look for in all um, my movie going experiences. Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: If you could get Tom Girardi, former husband of Erica Jane in there, I mean I'm <laughs> in. Um I I also really I don't know if I liked it, but I appreciated the movie First Reformed. Oh yeah.
0: That's the one that I was yeah. thinking of.
4: That one is some wild. lasting
2: imagery in that one. Yeah, very for sure.
4: Very much so. Um, And it has kind of an environmental focus that I did not expect going into it, which I found really interesting, but also very (laughs) anxiety-inducing. And I think that sometimes movies like that, when it has such an important message, that's important, right? To make sure that you feel that urgency. So I think that uh, both of those movies did a really good job with that. Tom, what about you? Do you have any that stuck with you?
0: I feel like... 80% 80% of Miyazaki movies are uh right. have, have some touch touch on environmentalism in some mm-hmm. way. Um I guess Yeah, I mean of of those, I feel like they I mean, although I feel like they all do, like I mean my neighbor Totoro is like one that is like the whole plot is driven by, you know, nature and 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 you know, connection with earth and and animals and all that uh and yeah. and, and and like, you know, spirits um and just sort of how you can use that to learn to live in a new place and, and create a home for yourself and all that um that's i mean that first reformed was the other one that i was thinking of yeah um
1: yeah so i would go with those with those
4: what about you guys
1: uh for me i well there's a couple ways you can a couple different paths you can go down when thinking about this the first thing that came to mind was a lot of documentaries and there's a whole Branch of oh, yeah. Werner Herzog uh, movies that are that whether it's you know Grizzly yeah. Man the sort of like don't mess with nature aspect of environmentalism, yeah. um, but then there's ones like Encounters at the End of the World, um, which is all about um, just like the ice worlds and and was in Antarctica mm-hmm. just beautiful. The Cave of Forgotten Dreams, um, which is it, against it's sort of a mix of humanity's relation uh, to nature um so there's you know there's tons of documentaries my octopus teacher from a couple of years ago which got a lot of hate yes. uh, at the time it seemed like uh, but i mean it's still one best documentary at the oscars but that one just knocked me out it was just such an experience and such a, a powerful way to appreciate nature and to, to see w- what it can do when you um pay attention and get up close to it so um those are some of uh, them that came to mind for me i don't know kevin if you had other ones yeah
2: uh, yeah, one of my favorite movies of the year, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Um, oh, I'd seen that, but um, i have comes to mind. It's it. just a really um, effective movie in terms of showing how the climate crisis affects everyone. I think there's this perceived notion that it's like a like a liberal liberal cause. But the movie makes a really strong case of uh, and point of showing how that you know it's really a um, Mm -hmm. an issue that affects everyone. Um, Really, really Mm -hmm. love that movie. Also, on the record, justice for Don't Look Up. I don't know why that movie got (laughs) on so much. Yeah, you got yeah. (laughs) I'm seeing seeing thumbs down all around here. Uh, I I found it to just be a highly effective as a comparison to uh, the issues we face and highly persuasive in its execution. To the point that like. You know, we're we're movie people. We watch movies and we think about movies and we talk about this stuff, like yada, yada, yada. Everyone has an opinion on Don't Look Up. But for the average moviegoer uh, who watches that, like my in-laws watched it, and they called us back and they said, wow, like we're gonna make some changes to how we live our life, mm. and they have in in small ways. So um, yeah, I, I, I think that that movie is, is brilliant and I applaud Adam McKay for he's like the only one who's really tackling current issues directly in, in this moment, so yeah, mm. justice
0: for Don't Look Up. <laughs> Who would have Who would have thought that about Adam McEwen? I know. After right. all it's the
2: so other, yeah, for real.
4: <laughs> I will say this. Yes. I love the Timothy Chalamet cameo in that movie. It's so good.
2: Yeah. I I I was reading that he was like being so annoying to Jennifer Lawrence, and she was just like, "Get away from me!" Like the whole time. Yeah. I
0: believe yeah, yeah, that yeah. my guy loves his fingerling potatoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. Oh, another one. I just wanted to throw in along the lines of the Herzog ones. Uh, Fire of Love. Mm. Mm-hmm. um from a year or two ago Good the one. with the two um volcanologists yeah. similar type of vibe to those
4: very french new wave
0: <laughs>
3: yeah
4: all right so wally of course plays hello dolly that's his big thing he records it he loves it you got the the love scene you got the music um now i'm wondering what movie would you want to be the only movie in your dystopian world that you can watch and play you got the vhs of it and that's the only oh, one man
0: <laughs> it's a twist on the desert island movie. this a little bit <laughs> this was a tough one
2: i love a lot of movies but even my favorites are not necessarily ones i would want to watch on repeat you know yeah, yeah. um right. so i can't necessarily say my my favorite movies um if, mm-hmm. if only for the risk of outplaying them too and damaging my relationship to them so i've mentioned this before i'm gonna say top gun maverick um I love it's a movie that doesn't ask a lot of you and and it hits every Mm -hmm. emotional beat that you need from like a a movie going experience so that's one that i feel like i could just have on loop and like get what i need from it and move on without being too affected by it
1: my i'm thinking about this i wanted something that's a longer movie so there's just more to it um something that uh I can really live into or just uh, vicariously watch and, and if if I'm the only person stuck on earth I can visit other worlds. Um, the one that came to mind for me was uh, Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring. Um, mm. the, uh, for those reasons, but it's also there's, it's, it's a story of struggle and hope in the midst of dark times. Um, so being able to latch yep. onto that message and i can watch it over and over again run into the ground and there's still two other movies in the trilogy so i'd, I'd be good if i ever got out of this dystopia so um <laughs> yeah yeah no directors caught assuming, <laughs> oh, oh right? extended editions of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah extended
4: <laughs> all right tom i'm gonna have you answer because my answer is so embarrassing that i want it to be completely separate from everybody else
0: okay i think i might have one that's along your lines Okay. I'm gonna go. Well, well, mine, mine is School of Rock. There you go. Oh, the um, I just, I'm a big Richard Linklater fan. Um, we got the the um Glenn Powell connection because he was in Everybody Wants <laughs> Some and uh, Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> um, but I could just watch Jack Black and Mike White and um oh. Miranda Cosgrove. I could just watch them all day, every day. I just love Linklater's style. I just find him to be so relaxed and um, even when he's being serious, like in the Before trilogy and all that. Bernie. Bernie. Uh, which is kind of like a mixture um but i just love his style and i just i don't know i could i could re- i could watch linklater movies over and over again now you got me thinking time. everybody Wants Every, one Every, would be a solid pick too i, I was i was I just I'm of movie, the same yeah. Thing. yeah
2: totally yeah uh, yes. at That's the end fast. of a long day you yes. just want to hang out you know like let's throw that one Yeah. At
4: me. i love that so what i would do is i would write like tree of life on the outside of it so that, like, in case somebody came and saw, like, that's what they would say. They'd be like, "Wow, Tree of Life. That's like really fancy." <laughs> but really, it's the MTV recording of Legally Blonde. The music. Oh,
2: <laughs> specific. I love it.
4: Have you guys no, ever no. seen that? No. It's really good. <laughs> Lara Bell Bundy is a great <laughs> Elwood. Yeah. Doesn't
2: exist on Blu-ray 4K. <laughs> That's a good
4: question. I don't know.
0: Criterion, I heard, is going to release it pretty soon.
4: Either that, or it's definitely all on That's YouTube so cool. at 1.5 speed. I love it. You know, this is
0: and uh, like mirrored.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: This is the
4: but there's songs.
0: Yeah, this is the energy we you see. You can
2: listen to the songs. This is the energy we see. Yeah. The
4: yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> Check it out, Legally Blonde the musical. It's actually really good. I'm not gonna lie. It's really good. <laughs>
0: I have not seen it either. So.
4: It was like, it won Tony's. It's great. You know what? I haven't
2: even seen the Legally Blonde movie with Reese Witherspoon. Oh, really? To, okay. I need to change yeah. that. I've got to change that.
4: I would be interested in what your thoughts would be on it. I love it, but it's very nostalgic for me. Tom is a lawyer.
2: Okay. Yes. So
4: his feelings <laughs> watching it for the first time as a 30-year-old lawyer might be different than mine.
0: Slightly different. Sure. Slightly different. It was good, though. I mean, Reese Witherspoon's the best, so it's, oh, it's hard not to yeah.
2: like it. I, I, yeah. it seems like yeah. a movie I would be perfectly charmed by. So, yeah, one, one day.
0: Absolutely. Definitely. One day get around to it.
4: Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And then you can double feature it and watch the Boom. musical.
0: There you go. Like every, like every, yeah. Like every, like early, mid 2000s movie, there's like slightly questionable content in it. Oh, always. But it just is what it is when you watch, some, when you go back and watch those. It's nothing terrible, yeah. but, you yeah. know, whatever. Other, I mean, Reese is the best. So. Yeah, it's awesome. Um,
4: so my last question here that I have, would you consider that, I mean, the answer is probably yes. If you would consider this to be one of the more ambitious animated films that you've seen and what other movies kind of fit in that category for you of very ambitious animated
2: films. Hmm. You know, I, I think on such a commercial level, yes. Um, mm-hmm. The only other film like on that same playing field that comes to mind is Fantasia. Um, Mm, but yeah. but really any any sort of stop motion project is like peak ambition pe- peak human ambition it's just insane the amount of work that goes into any stop motion picture especially if there's music involved too um like step beat by beat changing the position of a figure just to like make them look like they're dancing and singing is just insane yeah. Amazing. um but another one that comes to mind in recent time is the movie Loving Vincent did you guys see that one
0: Oh yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, but it's a personal favorite. It. It,
2: it tells the story of, of Vincent Van Gogh, and and every single one of its like sixty something thousand frames was painted by one hundred twenty five different oil painters. So like, <laughs> wow! If wow. you go to that extent, that's pretty ambitious. In, in, rather than just yeah. relying on computers, so that one that one comes to mind.
1: Yeah, again, there's. Lots of different ways you can think about what ambitious means. It is it is it the animation style, the amount of work that goes into it. Is it sort of the what sort of story they're trying to um, commit to film? Um, so other ones that came to mind for me were uh, the recent Spider Verse movies, uh, Spider Man to mm-hmm. the Spider Verse and Across yeah. the yeah. Spider Verse. Again, just it, that that to me is a combination of all of those. Just this really dynamic, um, compelling animation style, uh, and then the stories they're trying to tell throughout these movies. Um, I just I just sit in all of, uh, of those. Other ones like, um, is it the it's uh, cartoon saloons movies like Song of the Sea, yes. um, Secret of Kells, Wolf Walkers. Wolf That's another one that was a 2020 um, kind of forgotten release, but people really need to go check those out. Each each frame of those is a painting you can hang on your wall, and it's just uh, so amazing to watch those and and just think about all the work that goes into those. Song of the Sea. One of the first.
0: One of the first um episodes we did was Secret of Gaelish, Oh, Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. Amazing. We,
3: stuff.
4: we we love Wolf Walkers. Um that was one that really, really stuck with me, and that's what I was yes. gonna give as my my example. I um we actually our son's name means strong wolf oh, wow. in uh in oh. Gaelic. So that uh you're all sideways here. Oh, I messed up. (laughs) So that's something that um, I I also agree with. It truly is like a painting. Every single frame. It's amazing. Yeah. Do you have any other ones, Tom? Because Tom watches a lot of like like fancy movies that I've never heard of before. So he definitely might have seen some that I'm like, (laughs) oh, that's cool. I saw 13 going on 30 again (laughs) on TV last night. All
0: right. All right. I can can give you one. Um, Okay. There was one. I believe it was stop motion. And it's called Mad God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, It was this, uh, I forget the guy's name, but it was, like, a project that he had done over the course of, like, a decade or something. And uh, he, it's fully stop motion, and it's a, like, brutally gross, like, apocalyptic world. And you follow, like, this guy, this, like, I I think he might have been nameless. And he, like, just sort of goes through this world and, like, sees all the horrors of this world. But it's, like, everything about it, I don't... I honestly can't even tell you what happened. I it, it was like, so like, it's one of those art pieces that only the creator really understands sure. what it means. Um, but the atmosphere of it and the sort of just the detail and the passion that was put into it, um, it totally ambitious uh, and, and not definitely not for everybody, but um, I really, really enjoy the experience of watching that movie, which is, you know, something that you can always say, you know, even if you don't fully like sit with it and, and 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 get every aspect of it. I mean, it's an experience if you just sit back and watch that movie. I, I haven't seen it. We That's had great. a contributor write a
2: piece about it um, back in October. I'm I'm it's a meaning cool one. to watch it. Question: Would Wally survive in the Mad God
0: world? Oh. Uh Wally survives a lot in this yeah, movie. Yeah, okay. Uh he Wally does. gets like crushed. Uh, he gets He goes s- to space. He goes to space <laughs> He gets smashed by like all those uh, shopping carts. Right. I think he's got okay, a shot. Okay, that's good. <laughs> good. I'm, I'm yeah. happy to hear that.
4: <laughs> One more that I really um, appreciated from a couple years ago was it called Flea. Oh,
3: Flea. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
4: What I found so fascinating about that was that it's a documentary, an animated film, a foreign language. Like it could have been in so many categories, and was, I think, at the at
0: the Oscars. It was nominated for all of them. Yeah. yeah,
4: I I just found that really fascinating that that was uh, the medium that they uh, the filmmakers chose and I thought it was a really interesting movie.
0: We accidentally watched the dub for that one and we realized like halfway through that it was supposed to be, uh, I think in like Danish or something, but and we were and we were like this sounds like Riz Ahmed like <laughs> and it was it was Riz Ahmed <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah totally yeah that um, was a good one and I liked well I liked that it had a point to being animated like because it was a person who wanted to be anonymous who instead of doing like the um sort of, you know, voice voiceover shadow situation like they made it into an actual animated story and I thought that it that is super ambitious to just sort of take a, something like that and turn it into something creative.
4: Yeah, that's great. Um Tom, what questions do
0: you have? Would you have taken the trip on the Axiom for 5 years? What
1: well, so this is <laughs> yeah, I think the other way to ask this question is uh, what 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 is your view of cruises because it's essentially a cruise right yes Yes. and i've i've been on one cruise in my life and it was uh it it was a a, a, in norway where you start in the arctic circle at at, at the very north of norway and then come down the western coast along the fjords and end in bergen so i've never done a, uh, a caribbean cruise or anything like that like that was a a little more rugged, like a uh, different sort of style cruise than kind of what I think what most people think of. So, I I really enjoyed it. I don't know if I'd do a cruise again. So I think that f- for me is kind of my answer. Is like uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe I just tough it out with Wally on Earth and uh, just mm-hmm. see how it goes. <laughs>
2: that that was a lot more of a uh, fun answer than mine. Chad. <laughs> um, I I wasn't thinking about it as as a cruise. I'm I'm thinking of it as like. It's a situation where you have to get on the axiom, or you're doomed, right? To is, is that kind yeah. of so? Idealist, uh, well,
3: yeah, you could go either I, way. With I that. don't
2: know how bad the circumstances are that I'm leaving. Um, I, idealist me is going to say no. I'm staying here on Earth. <laughs> uh, if if I board the axiom, you know, that's just like abandoning our Earth, and I feel like our planet is more important than my life, etc., etc. Um, but if earth was entirely uninhabitable and I wouldn't be able to do any good on earth to help like reverse things, then what's the point of staying behind? So yeah, I'd, I'd go hang out on the axiom for a while, but it's true. We, we would be, we would
1: find the the screening room and we would be hanging out there a lot. (laughs) We'd be (laughs) recording pods, you know?
2: Well,
4: I know as I was watching the movie, I think I said to Tom like five times, like there. Ankles looked like mine after I gave birth (laughs) for like a couple weeks, and if I got to do that for the rest of my life, I don't know. I don't
3: know. I have a I have a seven
1: month old son, and like he he looks exactly like uh, the people in this movie. So I'm thinking like (laughs) it's like yeah. I mean he's adorable, but he he Uh, can he's crawling now, and he can he he can barely stand. You know, so it's I don't know what kind of existence that is.
3: Yeah.
1: Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Tom, are you going? Or are you leaving me behind? What's happening?
0: <laughs> so I have been on a Caribbean cruise. I went with my friends when we were like 25. Yeah,
4: and to... you got an awful disease.
0: That's where I was getting. <laughs> That's where I was getting to. <laughs>
3: um,
0: so we went to the Bahamas. Uh, we, went to, we did a day in Disney. Then we took a cruise to two different ports in the Bahamas. And then we came back and did um, Universal or something like that. So I second or third day on the cruise it was like a five-day cruise um i just suddenly had the worst sore throat of my mm. entire life uh so i and I, it lasted for like two weeks i went to a, like an urgent care when we got back to florida and they were like we have never seen this before we have no idea what this is um it's some cu- sort of bacteria maybe it's a virus we don't know um eventually it just sort of went away i managed it so all that is to say, I am not going on <laughs> the space cruise because I don't know what's out there yeah. and I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> all
4: right. What else you got?
0: Do you guys have uh what are your favorite like dystopian movies because that's mm. a different different little avenue than than the environmentalist movies. Mm-hmm. I, again, it's yeah.
1: own like world of cinema out there this right. uh, dystopian yeah. There's so many options. Very broad. Uh Children of Men which is one of my favorite movies of all
2: time um it's really really hard to compete with that and for me in terms of dystopian movies um then there's like light dystopia like the truman show um i know chad and mm-hmm. i are big fans of and the lobster which is just so so hilarious to me um terminator <laughs> 2 um it's hard, oh, hard to beat terminator, terminator two. 2
0: and yeah. Um metropolis comes to mind yes i just watched that for the first time a few months ago cool. It's crazy how much it how much it holds it's up. It's
2: unbelievable, man. And w- without
0: yeah. CGI, right? Let's get back to that. Yeah. Absolutely. We're we're big practical effects fans. We talked about yep. that, especially we when we did um I think it was A Nightmare on Elm Street last year. Uh just because like it's such a different type of 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 movie than we have it now. It is. Um and I yeah, that that's a
2: whole another pod, but if if that's if that's how you yeah. feel again, don't see Avatar 2. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, it, yeah. Then there's also the the dystopias of Mad Max: Fury Road, uh, Snowpiercer, oh, yeah. kind of a similar thing. Like if you get mm-hmm. on the train, what 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 kind of life is that for you, depending on where you end up? The um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes series, I think, is really well done. Oh yeah. Uh, throughout that, um, just showing how that develops over time. Um, I know there's another one coming out next year, so I'm excited for that one. Um, there was other ones like um, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I don't know if you guys...
3: yes, I loved that That's... movie. Goodman.
1: Right, yeah. Just a, a amazing <sighs> performance there. Um, so it really kind of contains story within this dystopia that we don't really know much about. But that one's really well mm-hmm. done. And then there's um, something like Looper, uh, Ryan Johnson's Looper, which of like, uh, in the, the Terminator 2 vein of time travel and dystopia. Yes. Just really really good one there as well. Those are some of them that came to mind for my favorites. hmm
4: Yeah. I'm very much a comfort watcher. So a lot of times dystopian movies are a little like, oh, for me, especially post <laughs> yeah, 2020. Right. I just like, oh my God. So sometimes I like movies that are like, are they dystopian? Mm. Like I like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd, I'd call that dystopian. Like, right. Yeah. It's like, but it's not super dark. Um, I prefer movies like that um, to the like hardcore doom and gloom dystopian. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: not a Mad God fan. A lot of what? Not, not a Mad God fan. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not a. <so much>. No.
4: <laughs> what about you, Tom?
0: Um, I just had like three in my head, and now they're all gone. Um, let's see.
4: Oh, do you know what I really thought was what about, uh, what? one I thought I would like, but. Um, I didn't like as much as I thought it was uh, Under the Skin. Oh, have yeah. you seen that? Yeah. Do you like I that movie? It. Tom liked it.
1: Yeah, that's another one, too, where you really have to be in the right mood or it's going to put you in the mood. Yeah. Um, yeah, It's going to get under your skin for sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah,
4: totally. I guess Scarlett Johansson. I'm like, a lot of Scarlett Johansson for me, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, you.
0: I feel like anything that's, uh, what is it, Space Sand in the Southwest is pretty dystopian for you?
4: I have a thing. I don't love Sand, Space, or the Southwest. I don't know. It's like a thing.
0: It's weird.
4: The three S's, you know. Oh, And then you get, like, Star Wars, where you got kind of everything in there. Oh, God.
3: Yeah.
0: Some of the ones that I have are are, are kind of like... Well, first of all, I, I've recently become a Godzilla fan. Uh, Like, talking, like, the original, like, was it 1958, mm. whatever, Godzilla. I watched that one, like, a year ago, and that was... I. Knowing what I know about Godzilla and how like kind of hokey it got in you know in like the the 70s and 80s or whatever, I was surprised at how awesome of a movie that was. Um, and now apparently I haven't seen Godzilla minus one, but everything I hear about that is that it's incredible. I'm I'm hearing Um, great things, um, and all those, yeah, I have to to see it. Um, a couple more are like you know, you mentioned Terminator 2, there's also The Running Man, Mm -hmm. um, another Arnold movie. Uh, escape from new york um yeah i feel like the, i feel like the 80s was very big into into sort of dystopian like they live the carpenter like a lot oh, lo- a yeah. lot of carpenter stuff um yeah cool. no th- those are those are the few that i could think of off the top of my head i just i i like the 80s vibe of it because it's like it's kind of serious but it's also like hokey actiony you know one-liners and all that which is just it's it's sort of sort of your vibe of like you know dystopian, but fun.
4: <laughs> I really like minority report.
0: good oh, one. that's a good, underrated underrated good Spielberg
4: mm-hmm. yeah, all right, Tom what, any other questions or is that it?
0: Yeah, if you guys have anything else you you want talk about, feel free or let us know. What about your um animation month? Tell us about the animation month well um yeah every every month on the site at Cinema Sugar, we tackle a different theme
2: um theme or genre, and um uh, this. In January, is going to be animation, so naturally that's why we're here talking with you guys about Wally. Um, we're looking forward to a piece that you guys are contributing to
0: um, as well yes. about
2: the, the best movies to show your kids, right?
0: Yep, we're going to do a sort of like animated guide to childhood where we're going to take each sort of stage of childhood up until high school and just throw, you know, recommend a movie or two for each and sort of why. And yeah, that should be in the next couple days, we'll definitely have that completed, so... So somewhat similar to the question about the what movie you would watch. So if you had to, if you had to clean up Earth <laughs> by yourself, and he's sort of you know whistling while he works, listening to music. What would you be listening to? It doesn't have to be a song specifically, but like it could be an artist or whatever. Like who who would be your go-to if you had to spend the rest of eternity cleaning up Earth?
3: <laughs>
1: I gotta say, well, <laughs> I mean, there's there's tons of music. Obviously, I. I I'm almost always listening to podcasts instead of music when I have the opportunity, or podcasts. True. So, yes. yeah. yeah, it's whether you know, if I'm doing chores, doing dishes, or, or whatever, I'm throwing on a podcast. Whether it's you know the rewatchables or um, film spotting, yes. just I have a whole uh, lineup of, of pods I really enjoy. So I'd, I would just kind of build up a, a, a backlog of, of podcasts, I guess, and then <laughs> throw those on. That's yeah, great. when when
2: you ask the question of cleaning up Earth, I I just picture myself at the end of every day picking up after my kids after they've gone to bed, and <laughs> and that's usually that's well. usually my my podcast time as well. But if I'm in a situation where day after day, hour after hour, minute after minute, I'm cleaning up Earth, I, I got to have some music going and save the podcast for for the night. I think Tom Waits is my favorite musical artist, and it feels like feels oh, like an appropriate soundtrack for that kind of work. Um, if i need some hype music i'm going beastie boys to just get me get me moving if i need something to kick back i'm going like miles davis or john coltrane just something to uh yeah wind me down
0: that feels like wally wally would be into miles davis for sure yeah Yeah. for sure (laughs)
2: totally
4: i'm gonna go with uh bruce springsteen obviously (laughs) i mean i uh
0: does that mean i'm stuck with bon jovi
4: Maybe, yeah, he, <laughs> he grew up in the town Bon Jovi grew up Incredible.
3: in. <laughs>
2: yeah, I
0: did. Yeah.
4: So, for me, Bruce Springsteen, number one all time artist. I've seen him, God,
2: there's really nothing like, in like concert. a Bruce Springsteen concert. Truly,
4: nothing, yeah. nothing like it. And, uh, yeah, I grew up with it. And I just got an MRI a couple mm. months ago and I put on E Street Radio. It was like three songs and I was <laughs> wow. done. Like, cleaning up earth is easy (laughs) put on jungle land you're good
0: that's great yeah that's the thing that's the thing it's got to be for me it's got to be somebody with a lot of music if i'm going to pick an artist uh and like a consistent level of quality which is hard to find yeah um but i mean it also to the point about the movie can't necessarily be an artist that i love Mm -hmm. because i don't want to overkill that artist and i don't and i don't want to be like you know lose that connection that i have with that artist um so i don't know maybe maybe like a i feel like what metallica has like 12 albums or something
4: at least some of them are good
0: (laughs) at least some of them are good pretty good and then what we can do i haven't listened to the new one but i think that i think that they serve a lot of purposes they have the they have sort of like slower songs um they obviously have heavier songs that can sort of pump up in the way that the beastie boys might pump up uh they're they're the
4: symphony thing too
0: they do the the symphony albums yeah so uh i feel like there's a lot a lot of different moods you can get from them uh and they were my favorite band when i was younger um but i think i'm at a point now where i could risk i could risk that Mm. connection and i can and i like them enough where i can listen to them all day while I'm cleaning up, while I'm picking up the... while I'm, you know, cubing all the trash and, and, and leaving it behind. <laughs> really solid yeah. pick.
4: Nice. Good. Yeah. The last question here. Is this the Pixar movie with the most beautiful scenery? Oh, that is a good question, mm. Tom.
1: Thanks. <laughs> so my answer to this is no. Um, I think, especially okay. when we're on this trash planet, uh, you know, it's it's beautiful in its own way, but... Um, it, not the beautiful I think that we're after, and then once you're in outer space, I mean space and the axiom is again beautiful in like a completely opposite way. Um, but for me, if we're talking about beautiful scenery and the kind of world I would want to live in, um, I think Coco mm-hmm. has a lot going for yeah. it. Just, just this incredible, you know, it's just it's yeah. this sort of city but also rural, back and forth, um, just amazing color. ambiance there i think that has to be up top and then you know finding nemo just in the ocean if if being in the ocean is something you enjoy i think there's a lot of really cool things to see there but those i think i think coco for me has to be at the top of the list it's super vibrant
2: yeah um same you know tough call there's a lot of beautiful scenes kind of scattered throughout the pixar universe so it's hard to really pinpoint like Wally being the mm-hmm. one, but I agree, Chad. The, specifically, the Land of the Dead in Coco, is, Coco is just unbelievable, um, and the way that Paris is illustrated in Ratatouille is yeah. just um, yeah. It's like a it's like an advertisement for Paris. I'm always like checking travel uh, yeah. flights to to Paris <laughs> after watching that. Um, and then I mentioned this before: the Great Before and the Great Beyond in Seoul is just really some stunning,
0: stunning animation. Isn't it funny that? Um the movie with uh, a rat in a kitchen i know, right is what would make you go to Paris. I know. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, and I got to say that. Well, uh, so I, for me, the kind of Ratatouille and then Wally comes after and then up, uh, which I like less than the other ones, but that era oh, yeah. to me, it's, I don't know if you guys have watched honest trailers at all. Do you, if, if it's a YouTube channel, a little bit, well, they yeah. did one for guardians of the galaxy and the, the hope they always make up a joke title for it. And their joke title for that one was basically "F.U. you were Marvel, in the sense that, like, they Marvel was so high on their own supply and so successful at the time that they could make this movie about a talking raccoon and a tree and it makes a billion dollars or whatever. <laughs> so, for me, this range of, of Ratatouille and, and Wally, that's this is in the F you were Pixar era where we can right? make a movie about a Seriously. rat in the kitchen and you're gonna love it and we're gonna make a. a a movie about a a robot walking through a trash planet and And it's going to be a silent film yeah so yeah Yeah. a love story to me like this is this is the peak pixar moment i mean obviously the the movies before then were their own incredible era but the fact that they could make these are just uh the, the, the biggest power move i think you could make at the time
0: yeah i think i I think I said almost the exact same thing to you while we were watching. I was like, why? Like the audacity of them to make this movie. <laughs> and then they were like, all right, well, we'll just give you Toy Story 3. <laughs> right. right. After that. Like, yeah. Which is ha- also amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all our questions, right?
4: Yeah, I think so.
2: Uh, do you guys have anything I else know, Any, to any final thoughts on, on Wally?
1: i I'd like to well, go, go around the table. I, I do. I am curious. Um, well, I'm. I guess it's more of a thought just about Walt, the Wally character himself, because to me, because uh, I especially remember watching this when my son was he was just past two, and he saw a Wally toy at Target and was really drawn to it. He'd never seen the movie, so so I was like, okay, maybe we'll try watching the movie, and he was riveted like the the whole time. Um, so that I mean that was really fun for me just to see that, but it also it was this light bulb moment for for me where um, trying to understand why, and it's really because. Wally he is he's like the the uh, epitome of the best characteristics of toddlers of of kids that age because um, he's you know he's very curious, he's enthusiastic. he's super loving and also temper temperamental, right? You just don't know what you're gonna get from him. Mm-hmm. He loves stuff. he loves showing people his stuff when they come mm-hmm. when Eve comes to his house um he's he's way more interested in like the the box that the ring came in instead of the ring itself you know yes. and he's he basically you know toddlers they have basically two speeds they're either sprinting or just inching along you <laughs> know i know this is ringing true for you guys for having Oh my god he's also like clumsy but super charming um he's just he's really quick to make friends um and it, yeah, he's is chaotic but also just super full of love so it was just this epiphany for me is that that's, that might be an appeal for kids that age that they see themselves in him. But then for me, it's like, he's also just a great role model for anyone um, to have. So um, yeah, and I know that was just a light bulb moment for me.
2: Yeah. Similarly, Chad, I, I had a light bulb moment. I, I love the films of Charlie Chaplin and have been revisiting them. And recently I found myself like loving them more than I ever have because I have a daughter who's one and a half and, and she communicates so much without words and so watching charlie chaplin in in his silent films it it felt like such a reflection of her and it was so so hilarious and that much more charming because of it and then i read you know that that uh the wally team studied charlie chaplin films when when creating his narrative and that character and so when i watched wally again i i saw the same type of thing so um, I don't know. Just have the experience of having a child who communicates so much without talking, or just like little babbles. Just like Wally would be like Eve is like the only thing he can say. Um, the way yeah. that she only says like Dada or or Uh oh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just found like a really charming um, deeper connection to the movie in that phase. But also, Wally is just it's one of those movies that's been just like a constant in my life. Um, Two thousand eight. Man, I was like, I was at a stage in my life where I was just like ready to kind of like, I don't know, grow out of my selfish tendencies and think deeper about world problems. Um, and this movie, just like, you know, in the in, in the best ways that movies can really kind of open that door for me. Um, it was a huge connector for me and my wife when we first met. Um, we both loved Wally. I remember in on one of our first dates, we just like the most of our dinner was just like a deep dive on the movie. Um, our, our first dance was, was to Louis Armstrong's on Rose, which was, which is in, which plays in that movie. That's awesome. Um, yeah. one of the first gifts she got me was a boot with a plant coming out of it. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those things. It's just, a, it's like one of the like key movies of my lifetime. It's
3: beautiful. Yeah,
4: and it's so funny you guys picked up something that we did too. I guess it's just parent brain. I when we were watching, I'm like, this is a mix between our toddler and our dog. <laughs> Wally is <laughs> right. Yes, Connie and April, a hundred percent. When I have
1: to, I have to shout out. Uh, so uh, I got the Criterion uh, Blu-ray of, of of Wally that came out last year, and watching the special features of that has been really interesting. Just learning more because Andrew Stanton. Um, Leads a lot of it and is kind of talking about the inspiration for for things and you know and uh, so one thing that um he mentions is that you know people say that it's you know it's like the silent film for the first half hour or so but it's it's really not it's not silent at all it's very dependent on audio Mm. but for he said for them they were basically making it as if it were a foreign language film in a language that no one understands and without any Mm. subtitles which I thought was a really interesting way to think about it because yeah. it's it's not a silent film but there is that sort of it's it's lacking language but if a 2-year-old can uh, be totally locked into it the whole time you clearly don't need that language to be able to tell this compelling story and he really dives into the scene where Wally brings Eve back to his his uh, his um his chamber whatever that the big trailer with all of his <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's right. Like that. Yeah, this <laughs> <his> trinket <laughs> horde. Um, he breaks that scene down <laughs> in a really fascinating way, and I just it was I, I just appreciated the movie itself a whole lot more because of just how things are, are laid out and the things that are set up that pay off later in the movie, but that aren't obvious and are just done in such an artful way. So I really highly recommend if if you can get a hold of that Criterion to dive into that because it's it just makes it made me appreciate it that much more.
2: And we talked about so we talked about the people aboard the Axiom. I'm not kidding. There's not a week that goes by that I don't think about them and that like scenario. And it's like it's a it's yeah. a real it's super it's real. a real motivator to me to like keep myself in check and like I don't know and, and like every day like how do I not be that? <laughs> you know, like I don't know. It it really um blows up kind of human tendency towards convenience you know in these times um yeah i just i think about it all the time
0: yeah and it's like not only is it like you don't want to like beat down on like the way that they look too much like a sp- like but there's it's more than that Right. it's like yeah, yeah. you could you could reduce it to that but it's like it's more like the the lack of attention span and the lack of you know focus and 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 sort of sharpening your brain a little yeah. bit mm-hmm. um being totally there's disengaged just no intellectual yeah. curiosity yeah um, so like th- the easy way to look at it is look at the physical aspect of it. And it's just, it's, it's so much more yeah. than that. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. And I, I really, I find that uh, connection to like a foreign language film, really interesting. I, uh, something that I really liked about Spielberg's West side story from last year is that he did not do subtitles for the, uh, the Spanish mm-hmm. dialogue. Mm-hmm. And um, I find that to be a really powerful yeah. kind of, um, thing that he did that i i find kind of not playing with different languages but showing the importance of uh body language and of intention beyond just the words that are being spoken yeah. um as as being part of cinema and part of watching it to be same with charlie chaplin right with with not the dialogue mm-hmm. itself but the actions uh to be really fascinating yeah. so th- i think that's well, and that,
1: that leads to one of my it's one of my all-time favorite scenes and it's something that we um in a previous interview we did uh, talking about um, basically a perfect cinematic moment. Uh, and that's the uh, defined dancing scene where they're uh, even Wally wow. are out. Uh, uh, Wally has the fire extinguisher and they're, they uh, start to kind of dance together, contrasting with the captain who's kind of relearning uh, about earth and humanity at the same time. To me, that's just an all time mm-hmm. perfect cinematic moment where com- combining the music of thomas newman this incredible soundtrack um that was oh, set up amazing. at, the, at the, earlier in the movie when eve is first uh dancing on her own uh, on, on earth that theme comes back uh, but now she's with with wally um and just the visuals of it the meaning of that specific moment and then the humans that we've met on the axiom who uh uh i, f- I forget her name uh john and uh, the other woman um but they they've uh met each other, and they've broken out of their trance and have uh, paid attention to what's around them now. So just everything combining into that scene is just, to me, one of the all-time greats.
2: Man, few words spoken in this movie, and yet the words define dancing, like send chills up my spine. Right. It's like, (laughs) I don't know, amazing stuff.
4: Yeah, it's beautiful. I just think the movie does such a good job at showing the importance of
2: connection
3: Mm
4: -hmm. and what can happen when we don't have that. Um, yeah, that's that's the meaning of life right key, there. Key takeaway,
3: yeah. well,
4: good stuff. I also just yeah. want to shout
1: out the Absolutely. the supporting cast. And uh, I don't know if you all have a favorite beyond the the leads, but Mo, the cleanup robot, um, so just yes. what which I had to look up. It's called. It stands for Microbe Obliterator. Uh, he's really obliterating those microbes, <laughs> um, just like it, again in the parlance of uh, uh, the rewatchable, it's just an all-time heat check moment from a supporting uh, yes character. <laughs> I just I just love Mo.
4: I just like to see Fred Willard. <laughs> I
2: was oh, that's yeah. exactly who I was going to shout. The, out. the only like human you face, know? right? Except for oh yes.
4: yeah, I'm watching. Uh, I think you should leave all the time. Oh where yeah. where is he? I love Fred. Oh he's
0: Willard. great. <laughs> R I D yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> As especially as, like, a – was he, like, the CEO or, like, he was – whatever, like, whatever leadership position he was in, I'm glad he got that leadership <laughs> position because I love Fred Willard. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, so we can move to our final question, I guess. Sure. Does – wally make baby's first watch list <laughs> yeah <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> <laughs> imagine like I, I say this sometimes i'm like imagine if that was the one that didn't make it it was never gonna be the we're one all good. like uh, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. now
4: i'm excited i'm gonna show our little one wally maybe before i would have because yeah. of what you guys have been saying I we were
0: gonna ask that like. actually in this part just like what you know whether you guys had shown it or, or like what age and yeah yeah so again, i going awesome. to
3: i, I
1: I started mine, he was a little after two. He could probably even pull off earlier. It depends on his attention span, obviously. But, you know, it's also just yeah. worth a try to see how long he lasts.
3: Because um,
1: mm-hmm. there's just a yeah. lot to lock into, I think.
4: He, he, like, watched he watched Willy Wonka for, like, an hour straight, but then we found out he had pneumonia, <laughs> so that's probably why. Yeah,
1: he just couldn't move. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way... Yeah, yeah. He was just that's, really that's tired. the only way to slow down toddlers is disease. So... <laughs>
0: He was probably he was probably freaked out by Gene Wilder. So. Totally. Oh man, that's hilarious. He he did he did sit down and watch like forty five minutes of My Neighbor Totoro with me, cool. yeah. which was super cool. He was like like his attention span was was held for some reason. We'll take it. But yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, my my daughter yeah, loves so. Totoro and
2: and she she loves Wally too. It's um it's it's one of those movies that can be recommended for children. And also parents, yeah. parents obviously take away a whole nother layer of, of what's going on in that movie. But to what we were speaking to earlier, to, I think toddlers should see themselves in Wally and, and react to a lot of the, the physical humor um, and nature of it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. So it. thank you guys for coming yeah. on. Thank you for having us. It was really, <laughs> really nice to meet you. Super fun.
4: And remind our listeners, a.k.a. mostly our family and friends, but maybe a few mm-hmm. others.
0: We have we have others. We have, we have others.
4: Yeah. Um, tell us again about a brief thing about cinema sugar.
2: Uh, find us at Hey dot com. We're cranking out content every month. Um, every month is a different theme or genre. Um, gosh, we've got a lot of fun themes uh, ahead of us in the year. Chad, what
1: else? Yeah, well, I also say just check out the ones that we've already done. We've we've yeah we've been we started up in uh, September of 2022, um, and every month we've got a fresh batch of really great stuff, original content from um, from our friends, some people that have just uh, found us online and wanted to contribute. So um, there's just a lot of uh, great stuff uh, on there. We also have a newsletter um, for if you just want kind of a dispatch every two weeks of the stuff that we've been up to. That's a good way to do it as well. And then, of course, on on um, Instagram and Threads at Heyson Mishugar, um, we we enjoy chatting with other movie loving folks.
3: Yeah.
4: And your your graphic design work is really beautiful. I love your Instagram. That would be thank
1: Kevin. Yeah, that's, thank you. Yeah. yeah.
4: Well, Kevin, very beautiful <laughs> job. I've I've never
2: yeah. studied graphic design, but I, I took an interest to it. And you could not just, tell. Uh, yeah, I went yeah. for it. Thanks. Beautiful.
0: Great. All right. So, yeah, that was Wally. We haven't figured out our January schedule yet. We're probably going to do the holdovers. Yeah. So yeah, we'll do the holdovers. Watching thing. that tonight. Uh, We'll do the holdovers next week. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, this was Wally. Thank you again, Chad and Kevin, for coming on. Um, check them out. And, yeah, we will see you guys next week. Cool. Take care. Thanks, Bye. guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>